0: Hello and welcome to the second tier betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster. It's certainly Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going, old sport?
1: Yeah, good afternoon. All good, all good. I got to uh, start with an apology, I think, straight off the bat. I um, <laughs> forgot to forgot to send in my stuff on uh, Monday, but uh, probably did everyone a favour because I haven't been doing too well with the uh, with the podcast selections recently, but. So apologies,
0: apologies. Yeah, I was going to say we were going to do a short episode on Monday so we could give you our bets for the midweek games, listener. And uh, we did have all our tips sorted. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the fingers have got to be pointed at Jimmy the Punt, but he's now apologised and Mm -hmm. we'll forgive you in short time jimmy i can assure you of that Uh, but ladies and gentlemen this is the second tier betting what we're going to do is we're going to give you our best bets for the championship and the weekend games coming up all spread across the weekend we've got a game on friday obviously loads of games on saturday and then sunday and monday so it's really spread across the whole championship weekend um but uh, we'll still manage to find some value for you no matter when the games are being played please gamble responsibly and of course when the fun stops stop um We'll kick things off with your nap, shall we, Jimmy? What is your best bet for the championship this coming weekend?
1: Yeah, um, it comes from Preston North End versus Fulham. The early kickoff on Saturday, and it's Mitrovic to score any time. Uh, Even money with Betfair. Um, so I just I start quickly quickly with the host, Preston. Uh, I think I think they've been wobbling for a bit now. They're in. 14th but info goal as the uh, the expected ranking at 17th so being a bit fortunate. Uh, they beat Borough uh, in the most recent game but was that was completely against the run of play. I don't know if you saw the mistakes Albamba made for uh, Jacobson's um, what turned out to be the winner but an absolute howler. Very fortunate, and then um, I think they were also fortunate to beat Bournemouth in, in the in the, the previous win before that. They've, like most Championship teams, they've got quality, uh, some quality, like Vanderberg, Array. I also really like McCann in midfield, but they've won less than a third of the games this season, and I think fans are becoming increasingly um, bemused with with the gaffer. Uh, so I, I don't think it's sort of the right atmosphere to to go into a game against one of the runaway sides in the league in Fulham. Now, So on to Fulham. I know you you guys were talking about is, is it too is it too soon or are, are you sort of thinking that Bournemouth and Fulham are going to be the top two teams? I mean, they've extended the league at the top of the table with West Brom falling off the pace a bit. Um, and I, it got me thinking because I think we are beginning to take them for granted in terms of that we, we just assume they're going to win every week. Which and like I I don't know about you but I didn't I didn't really bat an eye when they when they put four past Barnsley it was just sort of expected wasn't it and and, and the the poster boy for this sort of um, I don't know what to call it but the poster boy for this assumption that Fulham are going to dominate I'd say is Mitrovic he's got 21 goals five assists this season this isn't already which is outrageous and I I just can't believe he's even money again uh, to score any time. Um, I know you tipped it up a few weeks ago. It cruised in. Um, it it just—it's just a bet. I don't think you need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to mess around doing him first goal scorer. Just even money for him to score is absolutely outrageous. He's it, um, made a hundred bang on a hundred championship appearances. Um, he's got goals per ninety average of zero point seven four. So, like you, you could—you could make a case that um, it should be as short as one point three five. To score anytime based on those averages, and to be honest, I think looking at the underlying data, I'll, I'll be backing him now, um, depending on the opposition, into about 1.65. So even money for me is just just an outrageous price. One that I don't, it might not hold around till kickoff, but um, certainly, certainly worth uh, backing into about 1.75. I'd say for Preston.
0: Yeah, I, well, it's hard to disagree, really, into everyone knows Mitrovic's scoring record this season. Anything around evens for him to score is just... Ridiculous. The only caveat I can really hold against that is obviously he didn't start against Derby in midweek, did he? They had a Rodrigo Muniz starting instead. Gotta be said, if Mitrovic was there, I think Fulham probably would have got all three points because <laughs> Muniz missed some decent chances that you'd have backed and inform Alexander Mitrovic to score. And I haven't actually found out why Mitrovic didn't play in the week. Is he expected to be back this weekend? Yeah, I I,
1: um, I asked some people. Apparently, him and a few of the other players have had an, an illness, not specified what illness, but the club expects him to be back this weekend. Um, uh, with it being on Betfair and Paddy Power, y- you can cash it out, fortunately, if, if he doesn't
0: play. so uh, So you can get on it as early as you want. There you go. Can't find many complaints with that one, can you? Uh, My nap for this coming weekend is from the Friday night game. It's Nottingham Forest v West Brom. And I've gone Nottingham Forest double chance away at West Brom. Six to five pretty much across the board at every bookies. And it's becoming a pretty regular bet now for me to lay West Brom simply because the bookies... Give out some weird prices for them. They seem to really like West Brom, but I don't think the prices they get are particularly justified, considering how they have been particularly recently. Forest are nearly five to one with Bet365 to win this game, and I'm not saying they will win, but the odds just don't make sense to me. And I'll tell you why. Forest have one of the best away records in the league. Only Bournemouth and Fulham have picked up more points away from home this season, and. And this is the key stat here for this bet. Forest have only lost two away games all season. The bookies are now going to offer me above even money for that to continue. That seems like good odds in my book. I'm especially going to take that when West Brom have only won one in their last five. They're really struggling, especially going forwards with only two goals from their last five games as well. Anyone who's listened to the main second tier podcast will know that. They are struggling, and I said in a midweek episode that if you know how to defend balls into the box, you'll go a long way to stopping this West Brom team, and Forrest certainly know how to do that with McKenna and Worrell, who are two very solid centre-halves. Forrest themselves have only conceded three in their last five. They've drawn four of those games, but are simply proving to be a really tough team to beat, and they've only lost once, since Steve Cooper took over, and that was against Fulham. So they're definitely stubborn to say the very least. Um, and so in summary, you've got this Forest side who have only lost one in twelve, they've only lost twice away from home this season. They go into a West Brom team who have only won one in five and are struggling for goals. Six to five for Forest not to lose looks great value to me. What do you think, Jimmy? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love that bet. I was thinking about having exactly the same. Um, Forrest have been great on the road and Steve Cooper's just sort of build, uh, building them up um, slowly, laying down the foundations. As as for West Brom, um, I, I was listening to a, a, podcast, a West Brom podcast and they were sort of saying that it's um, it's a tricky period. That they, they want to stick with Ishmael, but there's a divide at the club uh, in the fan base regarding... Um, who wants him to do well with this style of play? He plays he's got he's got a very talented set of players, but ultimately not everyone fits into the way he wants to play. So they're at a bit of a crossroads at the minute. And and I was looking at the, at the recent performances and and a lot of their results that they've never they haven't blown anybody away. The, the the games are settled in fine margins and and they haven't been taking the chances recently. They haven't been scoring from set pieces recently. So if you can nullify the threat um, from set pieces uh, and long throw-ins, I think. You've got every chance of keeping them out and uh, and getting a result. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like Forest. And I thought it was a an odd price, like you say, to have them almost six to one,
0: because there's not much to split these sides. Basically, yeah, I, I struggled to see how you can justify West Brom being. I think a short, I saw I saw as short as one to two at mm. some bookies. It just doesn't make any sense to me considering they are looking pretty unremarkable at the moment. Since you've got a Forest side who are tough to beat. So yeah, any chance I get for. Um, to lay against West Brom considering they are so short I'm going to take every day of the week let's go to your next best bet then Jimmy what have you got?
1: Yeah I've gone um, Borough with uh, a 0.0 goal head start on the Asian handicap against Huddersfield that is 101 to 100 with bet 365 so effectively this is draw no bet as well I don't know why I always do it as an handicap instead of draw no bet I don't know if the odds are better or or what but yeah um, it might be worth checking, actually. Uh, yeah, so it, this would be Wilder's third uh, game in charge. He's only managed one point from his first two, uh, but but that, that that doesn't really tell the full story. They've had um, 31 shots in those two games, won the XG battle in both um, by a total XG goal difference of 1.65. And um, look at, looking into it, the, the mood the mood has obviously lifted at Riverside, you know, with this change, it would become a bit stagnant under Warnock though. Again, there was a divide at that club with, uh, with people who wanted, a bit sentimentally wanted him to stay around, give him a, give him a shot at sort of promotion. And then the other, the other half sort of knew the, the club was changing directions and, um, wanted to get rid of him. Uh, and they got wilder. And after the first two performances, there's, a uh, yeah, like I say, the mood's the mood's completely li- lifted. Uh, Wilder, as a manager, uh, speaking from as a Sheffield United fan, when, when he first came to United, uh, not a lot of people remember it, but it, it was a, such a slow start. I think we was in the bottom quarter of the table six games in. I think he only took one point from the opening six games. It, it was he um, didn't how, he didn't come in with his free at the back. He he sort of dropped on it, not by chance, but he looked at the first six games. Um, Chef United being in the League One, a lot of teams just low blocks, sat eleven men behind the ball. So he tinkered with the and fell onto this sort of five at the back, and then from there we shot up, shot up the divisions. Now coming into this job, it's so evident. Like looking at him, how much he's matured since when he first came in to his previous job at United. I think he's a lot more efficient at, um, like for instance, he settled straight on this system. Uh, that's what he's going for. Uh, and he's, he's a lot more efficient in in um, in what in the instructions he gives to his players because he knows what he wants, and and that's why we have seen such such an immediate impact this time. Uh, and I think he's he's matured where um, as he's progressed through his managerial career. Because uh, I remember at Oxford, he, he actually he got he got let go despite the club being in third position. I think at the time he got let go by mutual consent because because the the fans wasn't happy with the style he's playing. Since then, he's adapted. And um, yeah, Borough looked very easy on the eye. The players look like they knew their role, their purpose, and uh, the likes of Tavernier, uh, Mitner, they all look to be thriving. And they've got they got a lot of strength to come back in, uh, with the likes of Piero uh, nearing fitness. I think he, I think he's injured at the minute. So ultimately, I think Borussia worth uh, taking on the uh, zero goal Asian handicap head start because. Um, because Wilder has been desperately unlucky not to pick up one more than one point in the first two games, and and the underlying data um, supports this. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's uh, he'll be getting his first win uh, in Yorkshire for his new club. Yeah, and,
0: got no complaints yeah. for that at all. Or you add something else?
1: Yeah, yeah, I just thought, and and um, obviously he got the security that if he doesn't, because. Uh, if he doesn't if it if it does end a draw, then we get our state back, which in given given the uh bad fortune we've had recently, I think it's worth taking that extra security here. There we go.
0: My next best bet is Swansea to win to nil against Reading. That's two to one with Bet Victor. Swansea are a side I really like. They're getting better and better and are now just starting, well I say just starting. They're really finding their feet under Russell Martin. And they're coming up against Reading who are really struggling four points from a possible 21. And it's difficult to see that changing here, uh, considering both are at different ends of the form table. I'm fairly confident in a Swansea win, but I was looking at the prices and thought you could definitely squeeze out a bit more value by adding Swansea not to concede. And the main thrust of that is down to Reading, who are having a bit of a striker crisis, really. I think we've mentioned on this podcast before about George Puskas up front, who is a striker who's sorely lacking in confidence. And that's not really changed now in the past few weeks. They brought in Andy Cavill, who um, has only played, well, two games so far. He's only come off the bench in those two games. Um, He caused a bit of trouble for the opposition keeper in midweek, but that was from 30 yards out. And that was pretty much as close as Reading came to actually scoring in that game and there's, they're desperately waiting for Lucas Jao to come back into the team because otherwise it's hard to see Reading becoming the free-flowing side that we saw plenty of times last season. They've only scored three in the last six games and the underlying data is showing them to be a bit blunt. Swansea, on the other hand, they've only kept two clean sheets in their last five but the underlying data shows they're a lot more solid than that record suggests, ignoring the Bournemouth game from just before the international break which was a bit of a hammering in fairness the highest expected goals they faced from their last five games was 0.83 so they're restricting teams to very little and I think that's mainly down to how good Swansea are at keeping the ball they had 79% possession against Barnsley on Wednesday which means any team who comes up against them has to make the most of the ball when they actually have it and considering everything I've just said about Reading, I struggled to see them being able to do that. Whatever the case, I'm strong on Swansea to win. It might be good for anyone who's building a treble or accumulator this weekend to include the Swans. But at two to one, I think them to keep a clean sheet as well is good value as a single. What do you think, Jimmy? No,
1: hundred uh, percent. I was hoping you asked me what I think because I watched both of these sides in midweek. Um, Reading, I, 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 I don't follow them that. Um, meticulously, but I I didn't know what was going on with them. It was one of the worst games of football I've seen in ages from both sides. Very dull, sideways, boring. But um, particularly when they went a goal down, um, it just went to pot structurally. Um, You say about Andy Carroll coming off the bench uh, and he he had that shot from range, but it looked like he was playing on the left wing. uh, so I just don't know what they're doing. I don't remember them having a chance and United haven't been very solid recently either. So it, it's some doing not, not to carve out something against uh, against the Blades. And uh, as for Swansea, I was blown away by how slick there was against it, at Oakwell. I I, I can't, I, I was watching it and I'm just like thinking, I don't think Barnes have had a touch in, in like five minutes. it was outrageous. And then mm. uh, they, they'd never seemed the most, the most, um uh, thing was they never seemed to hit top gear. I remember it just like, I've, I've, it looked like about 75 minutes in. There was like, oh, we need to we need to score. By the way, if we're going to win, we can't just keep this keep the ball all day. And then they just flicked it up a notch, and and two goals easy as you like. And I struggled to see it, like you say, two sides going very different directions at the minute. I struggled to see how uh, Reading are going to lay a glove on them, and especially if they if they give them as li- if especially if Swansea give them as little of the ball as they did Barnsley in, in midweek. So yeah, I, I love this pick. I might. I might be taking some, like, you've convinced me to have um, Swansea
0: at the very least. Oh, thank you. That's the greatest compliment I can ever be given on the betting podcast. (laughs) Let's go to my (laughs) favourite bit of the week, Jimmy. It's long shot time, baby. What have you got? Yeah, um,
1: because I'm really uh, uh, quite strong on on both my nap and my next best, I thought I'd do a a chunkier-than-usual long shot. My my original pick was going to be Mitrovic to score a brace at five to one. But I thought I'll uh, I'll combine that with uh, a Johnson Clark Harris brace, which takes up to eighty nine to one um, with Betfair, uh, and I'm assuming Paddy Power as well. Um, the last show we did uh, for the for last weekend, not the most recent game week in the championship, I uh, I tipped Johnson Clark Harris to score any time a brace and to score a hat trick. I spent a while talking about why I think that would be, and then he didn't start. But Peterborough uh, got battered in midweek against Blackburn. Ferguson, defensive-minded as he is, he, he seems to he played Dembele. And, the, and it, for, all he, for all his endeavour, he, he just, you know, his quality, he, they, he, the posture just looked a bit blunt, basically. Uh, so I expect Clark Harris to come back in for this game. And as I was saying um, in the previous episode, he just looks like a striker that that's coming to boil. Um Frustrated by his time on the sidelines for for um, for his ban from the EFL, he looked razor sharp against Fulham. He could he could have had one. He could have maybe had two as well. Um, uh, and then quickly just sort of on on the underlying data, he he, he does have a a goals per ninety average of zero point four three. So a price of two to one score anytime would have represented value here, but against a, a really Struggling Barnsley side, new manager or not, I just think he'll it'd um, be it'd uh, be really fancy to chances to show to show the manager more than anything that he's worthy of a starting spot in uh, in this side because it, let's not forget at the start of the season he was like he was linked to a few of the Championship clubs at the top end of the division and, and now he's not really getting a proper look in so I'll be I think he'll be he looked like he's coming to the boil and I think he'll be keen to keen to impress here against one of, one of the poor sides in the division.
0: Yeah, and I tell you what, Jimmy, you'll never guess what I was going to have as my long shot. I was going to have Johnson Clark Harris to score a brace. And the reason for that was because he missed two really good chances against Blackburn in midweek. One of them in particular really should have stuck away. So he's had two games in three, thinking of that Fulham game as well, where he's had at least two chances where he should have scored and he's not done it. But he's getting in the positions. And that's what matters to me, because if he keeps doing that, then the goals will come. We are talking about a bloke who scored 33 goals or something like that last season. So I feel like once he gets that one goal, then he could start scoring pretty freely. And considering what you were saying about Barnsley, who haven't been great recently, I fancied uh, this to be the game that he would uh, score but instead I've for my long shots gone for something quite similar to my long shot from last week and that's Jake Cooper to score for Millwall against Hull which is 12 to 1 at Sky Bet now if you had listened to our last episode then you'd have heard my long shot which was Harley Dean to score against Hull my reasoning for that was that Hull are so bad at set pieces they've conceded more from them than any other championship side and only three centre halves in the championship have had more shots than Harley Dean this season. Well, one of those centre halves is Millwall's Jake Cooper. He's six foot six and he heads bricks. Unlike Harley Dean from last week, Cooper has found the net twice this season and is another one of those players who is clearly the target for the set piece taker when it's you know free kicks and corners and what have you. So, with with that being said, I think twelve to one looks a juicy price for me so yeah that's another one for me and you can put it under the center halves i've backed to score against Hull category this season which <laughs> is becoming quite a popular uh, popular category for me so far so just before we round up our bets jimmy let's give our listeners a juicy treble for this weekend i was going to add in forest double chance but because that's on friday i don't know about you when i do a treble i like all my mm. selections to be on the same day um so we won't include that if anyone does want to you know transfer uh, any of my following selections out and put in my nap then you're more than welcome to but the trouble that we've gone for is Mitrovic to score burr draw no bet and swansea to win Ten pound pay sixty eight pounds on Betfair, so that's a that's a combination of my next best and uh, Jimmy's nap and next best. Ten pound pays sixty eight pounds on Betfair. Just before we go, then Jimmy, let's round up our bets. What are your best bets for the championship this coming weekend?
1: Uh, b- before I do that, I've got to do um, I've got to do a bit of housekeeping on on, on the old scores on the doors because going um, in. I know I'm always first to. Chai when, put when it's going well, but it hasn't it hasn't been going that well. So in the name of transparency, I think it's important that I just tell you. I personally it's zero from the last nine picks for me. I'm down to four point nine points profit. Um you Ryan smashing it. Uh you're at nine point four points profit. And the podcast overall is at twenty point seven, um, which is including a few a few um a couple of treble winners, um, and uh, yeah, I just I just think it's important to to always uh, to tell you think about when we're winning and tell you when we're not doing well because especially in the back betting in the championship it just can be brutal and it is tough. You got to just um, have a staking plan. Just to remind you that betting can be brutal, especially in the in this division. And it's not it's not weeks and weeks of winners. Not you can't land a treble every week. We can't land a, a clean sweep every week, but. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully our fortunes will change but uh, over 20 points profit at this stage in the season I I still think that's respectable because it's coming in at about 12% return on investment which is which is more more than half decent.
0: Yeah, I, that's very responsible of you Jimmy, well done. Um, <laughs> just out of interest, what's our flat stakes um score for the season if we had a tenner on every single bet Ooh. across the season?
1: Yeah, the, the flat stakes um, returns is exactly 28. So, 10 on every bet, you'd have won £280. which is
0: It's not bad. It's not bad when you put it like that. I think that's a pretty good score for the season. But uh, let's see if we can improve on that this weekend, Jimmy. Can I get your best bets then for this coming weekend?
1: Yeah, my nap comes from the early kickoff on Saturday, Preston North End versus Fulham, and I'll be having Mitrovic to score any time. That's an even money with Betfair. My next best is Borough with a 0.0 goal head start on the Asian handicap against Huddersfield. That is at 101 to 100 with Bet 365. And my long shot is a Mitrovic brace and a Johnson Clark Harris brace. And that's 89 to 1 with um, Betfair and Paddy Power.
0: Juicy stuff. My nap is Nottingham Forest double chance away at West Brom. Six to five, pretty much across the board at every single bookie. Swansea to win to nil is my next best. That's two to one with Bet Victor. And then my long shot is Jake Cooper to score for Millwall against Hall, which is 12 to one at Sky Betts. Our treble for this coming weekend is Mishavich to score, Middlesbrough draw no bet and Swansea to win £10. Pays sixty-eight pounds on Betfair. Please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. This has been the second tier betting for this coming weekend. Good luck, everyone, with your bets. We'll be back again on Thursday to give you our best bets for the championship games next weekend. Jim in the punt. Thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilkes. and to you, listener. Thank you for listening.